Who is Desiree Shaw? A qualified, registered practicing psychotherapist with over a decade of expertise as a psychotherapist, counselor, and CBT therapist. An expert in men's mental health and relationships. On a mission to make therapy accessible and change the world. One thought at a time. This is the Desiree Shaw Podcast. Hello and welcome. My name is Desiree Shaw and I'm a psychotherapist and I vlog and I podcast. Welcome to my podcast. The stories we tell ourselves. As I was writing this podcast, because I do write them, I kind of blog them before I put them out there on a podcast. I just haven't got around to putting them up online yet. I realised that there's a book called The Stories We Tell Ourselves, <laughs> which is um, very apt. So I'm calling this, I am going to remain with the stories we tell ourselves. So what do I mean when I say the stories we tell ourselves? So in my previous podcast, I was talking about the inner self-talk and the one before that, self-compassion, um, how to be self-compassionate. Now, the stories you t- we tell ourselves are a part of our inner self-talk. They help to reinforce our automatic, you know, thoughts our, uh, our, you know, assumptions and our beliefs about things and situations and people because we're constantly telling ourselves a story. And the story we're telling ourselves over time does actually change shape and form and the velocity of the emotion intensifies or some other emotions increase or some other things are brought into the focus and... It just becomes one never-ending story. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do that. Now I want to go, the never-ending story. (laughs) But it does become that in a way. It becomes a never-ending story because it's the story that you're telling yourself that actually never ends. Now, this is a dangerous thing to do to yourself. So let's say something has happened. Let's say things often happen all the time to people all all the time. So a situation has taken place and it's how you relive and retell that story to yourself, often reliving the story. What you think about regurgitates in your mind over and over again and, you know, your emotions are triggered. And from your emotions being triggered, you will have a set of attitudes and behaviours based on that thought. That thought is just riding off of all the other things going off and going on in your mind, you know. So if your thought is, I can't trust people, and that's based on a particular story you're telling yourself because of a particular incident that took place, you are never going to be able to make the change that you want to make, as if you want to. Now, mostly it's uncomfortable when you're living in a world of shoulda, coulda, woulda, or he did it, she did it, it's their fault. Holding somebody else accountable. Somebody else may be accountable, but actually, right now, in this realm, yes, the magical realm of reality, of here and now, you're responsible. Of course you're responsible. You're responsible for how you feel, because pain is inevitable, suffering is optional. The story you tell yourself 
that makes up the optional pain that you give yourself. The optional suffering, sorry, the pain's already happened. So when you're telling yourself a story about a particular incident or a particular person, you're causing and creating your own pain. Now this is a dangerous place to be for you. Because what that does is that adds to your inner self-talk. And that adds to the punitive demanding behaviours that you may have towards yourself or others. And you believe that what you're really doing is keeping yourself safe when actually you're causing yourself harm. So what do you tell yourself on a regular basis about a particular incident? Is it all their fault? And do you ruminate about how much of their fault it actually is? Does it, does it irk you on a regular basis while you're comparing yourself to others or you're thinking about that person that wronged you or your frustration has grown about something that took place in your childhood and every time you see those people who can't help but have these thoughts and feelings which just, they just flood you. What would happen, what would, what would it be like for you if you woke up in the morning and the story that you told yourself was no longer there. It was no longer alive anymore. Because you killed it. Because you're the only person that can really get rid of the story that you tell yourself. When you recognise that the story that you tell yourself is the very basis of what is happening to you based on the thoughts and emotions contributed by the stories that you're telling yourself. You'll recognise that. All you've got to do is change that story. And I don't mean change that story by retelling history. But you have a choice. You can live in the past for absolute ever. And you can enjoy all of its discomfort. Or you can be now. And being now doesn't mean that you continue to retell the story it's a part of letting go it's a part of forgiveness it's a part of healing it's a part of self-compassion i do love that word your belief system is based on your experiences and your experiences base your beliefs and your assumptions and those demands and those unhealthy beliefs that you have and those images and those ideas that you have so if you have a belief that people cannot be trusted based on a situation that took place in your childhood. For example, I grew up in Peckham. I went to Oliver Goldsmith School. I had a horrible time in school. It was absolutely horrible. Didn't really have a great time with friendships. And I thought people were cruel. I thought the world was cruel. And based on that, my belief were that was that people are going to be horrible to me. They're going to be absolutely mean. And it's because I'm not really likeable. So I have to be alone. That was like the basis of my belief system. Because a story I was telling myself over and over again was, was being displayed in, in my daily life. So cruelty from other peers... Um, name-calling, all of that horrible stuff. You know, the good stuff that happens at school. I really don't believe when people say, your youth are the best years of your life. No, it's not. 
the moment you get to choose it's the best <laughs> it's the best days of your life but anyway that's just my belief and those beliefs I had about myself were, were based on all the, the trauma that took place so when something traumatic has happened because we're safety seeking we are seeking never to experience that trauma again so we seek that trauma we try to look for signs of that trauma so that we can keep ourselves safe from it so the belief was people are going to be horrible to me and um, I'm just not likable so I need to stay away people don't like me and the assumption and my predictions were to support me throughout my daily life so um, I would decide that well I can't really confide in anyone because they're going to betray me and um you know, and if and if they betray me, that's going to be because they don't really like me and people are horrible. And having that confirmed in situations where you'd open, I'd open myself up to somebody else and be honest and open and, and they would betray me, it would confirm my belief, it would reinforce my belief. So the story that I, that I was telling myself became an absolute fact as far as my subconscious was concerned. We've got evidence you've got truth. This is really happening. So then what would happen along with that story, I would have a set of automatic thoughts and images about people and things that would happen. So I would no longer really be living in the reality of right now. And this is what happens to us when trauma has taken place. No longer living here, no longer being in the reality. I'm I'm reading situations based on my past, based on the trauma. So I would be looking at somebody and thinking, I really, I can't trust them. And whatever they say to me, it's going to be an absolute lie. And then I would have an image of when I, when that happened, or when they betrayed me, or when they were all against me, and I would have that image in my head. So this was the story that I was telling myself. And this was perpetuated within my um through the story and through my beliefs, through my automatic assumptions about things. So based on that, that based on that story, and this, this is what we all do, I'm using myself as an example here, because when something has happened to you in the past, you can't help but see the world through those eyes of the trauma, of fear in the trauma. So you kind of have to, the trauma's happened, then you see the world through trauma-affected eyes, <laughs> I suppose. This is like your schema where you start to read things and see things in a particular way because all you're trying to do is keep yourself safe. And it's scary. It's really, 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 really scary. So based on all of that, your, you know, your understanding of the world, you'll have a particular, a particular way of behaving. Your attitude will be a particular way. So you might decide, based on the story that you tell yourself, that... If you behave in a particular way, then you can keep yourself safe. Now, this is your safety strategies, and I've talked about this before. And your safety strategies were created in order for you to be protected. And at one stage, they did protect you. Yeah. So I remember when I was in school, just just cutting myself off and leaving my peers and going about my business kept me safe. I was safe. And this was a safety strategy. I didn't really engage with my peers too much. You know, I left school, went somewhere else and was able to start again. Saw something similar, but re-engaged with different people. So I, I learned this as a coping strategy. You know, leave, move on, leave, move on. And in some cases that can be healthy. 
but in some cases it it may not be healthy it can be counterproductive so we have a certain type of behavior that we might we might exhibit to others and some of us if we think that people don't like us we may take on a particular thought process of well people often don't like me or people can't be trusted and I don't really like them or they don't really like me so the best way for me to get through a social situation is if I'm really really nice and have people please that way they'll have a reason to like me lots of people do this lots of people people please in order not to be rejected so they might be the entertainer or they might be the comedian look out you know when you go out and you're in a social setting when we're allowed after the pandemic. <laughs> we know those people who purposely take the platform of being the comedian. Not so much because they really enjoy entertaining. And not so much that they really want the attention on them. But by being the comedian, they can control how people are responding to them. Which means they can, they can deal with the laughter. And based on whatever story they're telling themselves, this is what happens. So sometimes we think these people are absolutely confident when really they're not. Uh, they might be quite shattered on the inside. Based on a story they're telling themselves, the way that they perform, you know. Some of us perform in a way just so that we're not going to be hurt by others. And that performance is what we believe keeps us safe. Because of what we're telling ourselves. In order to deal with that, what's happening, because you'll behave in a way and other people will have a reaction to you and you'll have a reaction to them. And it might seem very strange and that reaction that they give you may actually confirm that people can't be trusted. <laughs> but if you're not taking responsibility for the way that you're already behaving or the things that you're already doing based on the story that you're telling yourself, it's always going to be their fault. You know, it's always going to be their fault. Now, some people are really cruel. Like, so my, my schooling, it was horrible. And the thoughts and ideas I took, out, took away from that from people were not actually true. Some people, yes, but definitely not all. And until you allow yourself to open up to a different, different experience, you can tell yourself a different story. But not until you recognise the story that you're telling yourself. Have you ever met a really angry person who's quite bullying in their approach? And no matter what they do, they keep coming up with the same experience and being able to go, see? <laughs> An angry person who has a bullying attitude, and I say a bullying behaviour, I don't... Bullies are people too, you know. They're people who have been hurt one way or another and have found that the only way for them to live in this world is to take what they want because no one's going to give it to them and they're going to be hurt anyway. And so if we look at this, the story that we tell ourselves from the point of view of a buddy, which is going to be quite interesting for me, because if you know anything about me, I really do not like bullies. But again, bullies are only human. So let's take the perspective from a bully. A bully has become the way that they have become based on their history, based on whatever has happened to them, be it that they were an only child and spoiled by their parents and just knew how to take 
and weren't really uh, encouraged to be to behave as a human being and just given whatever they wanted so they weren't even allowed to recognize themselves as people so the pain happened when they just got what they wanted but they never felt enough that can happen some bullies can be that way they just don't they're just empty inside so they want to take from others you get some bullies who have seen cruelty and learned that they have to be the way that they are based on their past always based on the trauma so a bully may go around being quite angry and quite vindictive and quite malicious based on the consistent constant ruminating story they're telling themselves so a bully we all have this when we have trauma there is somebody that triggers us into our past uncomfortable uncomfortable upsetness and that is when we don't know what to do sometimes so all we have is the evidence that we've created over the years which has supported us to be who we are. So that bully may see somebody, maybe somebody they um, they fear and it frustrates them or somebody that triggers them. And because of that story that they're telling themselves, their anger is now ready to explode because they don't know what else to do other than rely on the source of information which they have. This is what we do. We rely on the source of information that we've collected over the years and we believe it. And that story comes out. And sometimes when that story reaches, you know, the conscious level of the mind, so it's, it's a subconscious thing that we do, we start to see different things sometimes. So somebody may trigger us into a story that we've had and the bully may be triggered into a story that, that they have, but maybe one aspect of it. But then what they do is they intensify probably the pain aspect, the ridicule aspect, the exclusion aspect, the um, weak aspect, whatever is going on for them in that particular moment in time where they are, have been triggered by a particular feeling or a word or a person. And what they do is... They just open up and flood that person with all their venom based on the story that they're telling themselves. How many times have you seen a bully or an angry person just be so insistent that their thoughts and behaviours are absolutely right and what they're doing and saying is just spot on? How many times? It happens all the time. And the situation may not be anything like that they see purely because of the story that they're telling themselves. And that's the problem. You will not be able to see the wood through the trees based on the stories that you're telling yourself. It just works that way. You are telling yourself a story over and over again. You are not going to see the wood through the trees because you're perpetuating the idea and the assumption of what has happened based on the belief of what you created from the past. So, to better confirm what's happened at the moment in time that you're in you need to be present and that story needs to stop because you can't be in the present moment now and deal with your life right now if you're continuing to tell yourself a story 
about yourself. And that works with self-esteem. Anything. If you're telling yourself people don't like me or I am not worthy and you continue a story in your head about situations and times, building your own facts to say that it is true, you're not going to be able to support your self-esteem purely because of the story that you're telling yourself. So in order to be present and be now and deal with life as it is, instead of reliving and retelling the story, you're going to make a choice to end that story and start a new one. That really is the only way. And starting a new story means you create new thoughts, new ideas, your assumptions, you recognise them as being assumptions. You create healthy beliefs, healthy attitudes and a new way of expressing and dealing with the world and interacting with people. And that way you can better serve yourself and be present and be freed from that trauma. Because once the trauma's happened, you relive that trauma with the stories that you tell yourself. And those stories can be so dangerous. You know, as painful as a trauma is, trauma is trauma, no matter what level. There is, to me, there's no degree of which is worse or which is not so bad. Trauma is trauma. If you've experienced trauma, you're the one who knows how it felt. I can't judge that for you. You keep repeating that feeling inside yourself with the story that you're telling yourself. You're the one that's going to feel all the pain. And you're the one that's going to suffer over and over again. So, release yourself from the suffering. That's a compassionate thing to do. Creating a new story, that's compassion. Creating a new story creates new self, new inner self-talk. That way, you can be your very own cheerleader and guide and rely on yourself and recognise that you can trust yourself and what you think and what is happening and not have to go all the way back into the filing cabinet of what happened 100 years ago and bring that to the surface. It's all about the stories that we tell ourselves. What story do you tell yourself? What are you repeating over and over again? Because there's often there's something. And the more you repeat it, the more it's said, the more you believe it. And that's the problem. Thank you for listening. My name is Desiree Shaw. I'm a psychotherapist and I vlog and I podcast. I practice at the Priory and privately and I'm on a mission to make therapy accessible and change the world one thought at a time. Thank you so much for listening. Who is Desiree Shaw? A qualified, registered practicing psychotherapist with over a decade of expertise as a psychotherapist, counselor, and CBT therapist. An expert in men's mental health and relationships. On a mission to make therapy accessible and change the world one thought at a time. This is the Desiree Shaw Podcast.